good morning. Good to see you. See some of you still fellowshipping. That's quite all right. Welcome to Crossroads. Uh, my name is Jack. I'm one of the pastors here. If you're watching our live stream service, welcome today. And if you are still coming in, I want to encourage you. We are going to be celebrating uh, the Lord's Supper and communion in just a few minutes. So if you didn't stop by the table and uh, pick up the wafer and cup, please do that. And we'll walk you through some instructions on how to open those in a little bit because they are the 2020 model. So with technology, it's all in one little thing. We're trying to be safe and sanitized today. So uh, anyway, glad you're here. Hey, just a few announcements before we pray together and get underway. If you're a part of our new church teams and new committees for the new year, we're going to be having a, a luncheon in just a couple of weeks on the 23rd. Uh, just to kind of gather together with our teams and committees and pray together and meet each other. We've got new folks who are coming on ready to serve for the new church here. So mark your calendar. And if you'll RSVP uh, to the church office, that will help us know how many are going to be coming together. Uh, that following Sunday on the 30th, Lord willing, uh, in the evening, we're going to have an ice cream fellowship together. Again, individually wrapped and sanitized for your protection uh, ice cream. All right. So we'll have that together. We're not going to quit our fellowship. We can still work around all these uh, things and be safe, I think. Uh, in September, we're going to be kicking off our deaf ministry on September the 13th. So there'll be more details coming. And again, Lord willing, that's the key phrase, isn't it? Uh, we'll be gathering together in what was somewhat of a normal uh, routine with uh, Sunday school and worship. So we're going to be praying to that end, and we would ask you as a church family to do that as well. And then a lot of things coming up in October. We had our car show that has been rescheduled from the spring, uh, a men's breakfast on October the 4th. We've got the ladies getting together, I think, on September the 19th. So, uh, church, I want to encourage you uh, to get engaged. It's real easy for us during these times to disengage ourselves, and that's what a lot of the world is doing. Uh, so uh, get plugged in if you can, and we'll maintain uh, the ability as much as under our control to be safe together. All right, so good to see your faces today, and I see you even watching through this new technology. We can see you in your home, in your living room watching this morning. You didn't know that, but we're glad you're watching too this morning. So let's pray together and uh, get ready to engage our hearts in worship today. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness to us, and uh, Jesus, we love you. You are our king today, and in a world where uh, a lot of people are saying they're in charge and they have the information, we know the one who holds all information and knowledge and wisdom, and that's you. And so we pray today that you would prepare our hearts for worship. Thank you. In just a few minutes, Lord, we're going to have the opportunity to celebrate the greatest gift ever given, and that was the gift of your life for us. And Lord, if we're honest... At least here at this church, here at Crossroads, we celebrate that every single Sunday by honoring you with our worship and telling you thank you, giving you praise with our lips and not just with our lips, but with our lives. Thank you for the, the privilege to gather in this place where Christ is the center and Lord, where we desire to have real relationships with one another. Most importantly, our real relationship with you. Not a religion, but a relationship with the king of the universe. And so we're thankful for that today. Would you speak through the music, through your word, through our time of fellowship together today, as we raise up the name of Jesus, because you're worthy of our praise. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Let's all stand together and sing this wonderful, wonderful song of the church. All hail the power of Jesus' name. All right, everybody. Sing out today. mentioned we've got a special Sunday today where we're going to be in just a few minutes uh, partaking in the Lord's Supper. Uh, Some would call it communion and that would be correct as well. But our opportunity to do that is a church family. So I hope you've gotten one of these. If not, kind of raise your hand and we'll have some of our friendly folks in the back get you one. And uh, while you're holding on to that in just a few minutes, we're not ready to start now, but in just a few minutes, there, there are kind of two, two peelbacks, just so you know. Uh, the first one you'll peel back in the thin, very thin wafers at the top, and then you peel it back again and you'll get to the, to the juice uh, underneath. But as we come together today, maybe this is your first opportunity, or maybe you're watching and this is your first opportunity to participate in the Lord's Supper and Communion. And if you are watching at home, uh, I want to encourage you, you've got time to grab some crackers, some saltines, uh, some juice, whatever you've got. Uh, What you use is not so much important as the uh, attitude of your heart. And so this morning, I would ask you and ask myself this morning to kind of turn our hearts to the Lord and participate in just a few minutes in what we call communion. In the Baptist denomination, this is one of our most, two of, uh, one of the two most important things that we do and that set us apart as Baptists, if you don't know, one is the taking of communion, the Lord's Supper, uh, and the other is baptism. Those are two very important ordinances of the church. And the way we practice baptism is when somebody comes to Christ, they are baptized to symbolize, to identify them with Jesus. The way we practice communion is for those of us who know Jesus, by the taking of this uh, bread and this cup symbolizing Jesus' body that was broken for us, We identify Him, we give glory to Him, and we're reminded about what He did for us. And so today, in just a few minutes, we're going to do that together, we're going to look at the Scripture. And so I just want to ask you, if you would, to to tune your heart toward what Christ did for us. Here at Crossroads, we try to do this about once a quarter. There are some churches that do it every week. So there's no right or wrong way to do it, we just need to do it, because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. 
And one of the things that happens in my life when I take of this cup and the bread is I'm reminded about the huge sacrifice that Jesus gave, the ultimate payment for my sin and for your sin that he paid on the cross. And so we're going to celebrate that today. So tune your hearts to him as Vicki comes to share with us in song this morning. Sin for 
Thank you so much, Vicki. What a great reminder. I was thinking just a few weeks ago, we looked at 1 John, and we discovered that knowing that we are forgiven is spiritual baby food. And yet, that is important. It's the power of the cross. I just want to share a few thoughts before we enter into our time of communion, because as that song said so beautifully, just the, the lyrics, the sin that was paid for because of Christ and His body. He, he became sin. He who knew no sin became sin. Let that, let that sink in for just a minute. That's a powerful thing. The perfect Son of God, God in a bod, I like to say, Jesus, God in the flesh who came to live among us, became sin. For you and I. So that the penalty of sin would be paid his death on the cross. It's, a, it's an incredible story, but it's an incredible reality for those of us who know it to be true in here. When Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, uh, and they began to uh, remember the Lord's Supper and communion, and that time of remembering what Christ did for them, they, uh, they, like we, even in our world in 2020, really began to forget what the Lord's Supper was all about and communion was all about. And he chastised them a little bit. He fussed at them. He rebuked them as the spiritual word and suggested to them with what he said that there are some correct ways to receive communion. There are some correct ways to participate in the Lord's Supper. So if there are some correct ways, then there probably are some incorrect ways. And I would be uh, lying and it would be foolish for me to stand up here even as one of your pastors and say that every time I've took communion, my heart has been 100% right. I wish that was the case. Today, we've got that opportunity before we participate in communion to get right with the Lord, not because of anything that we bring to the table, but because of what Vicki just said, because of the blood of Christ at the cross. And Paul's chastisement and his rebuke of the church, you can read this sometime, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, they had begun to really take uh, for granted what was happening in this remembrance of the Lord's Supper, and, and Paul begins to tell them, hey, I'm not praising you because you're coming together not for the better, but for the worse. Which tells me when we come together as the church to celebrate what Jesus has done for us on the cross... It makes us better when we're able to come together and celebrate the sacrifice that he made. He says in verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 11, he says, In the first place, when you come together as a church, now this is him speaking to the church at Corinth, he said, I hear that divisions exist among you. And in part, I believe it. You know, one of the great things that I am so appreciative of of our church is we are one, we are united around Jesus Christ. And I would challenge any of us, all of us, that if there's any time that the devil would want to get a foothold in our church, it would be in somehow creating division, because the church will probably, most often over history, has been destroyed within, not without. 
And there are a lot of things that are happening outside these walls of the church, even in our community, our country. And we look at it and we may say, wow, that's really going to destroy Christianity. Maybe. But maybe we will destroy ourselves if we're not careful. And so he's reminding the church here in Corinth, be careful because you don't want to be divided. You want to be one in unity. There's a lot of division around things in our culture right now, aren't there? I don't have to point them out. You know. Church, we've got to be careful. And this is a reminder, as we come together today to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we are one body. My pastor growing up used to say it this way, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. We're all equal in Jesus' sight. And Paul goes on and says in verse 20, Therefore, when you do meet together, he's saying this to the church at Corinth, you're, you're not there to eat the Lord's Supper. For in fact, you each take your own supper first. And when you're hungry and another one is drunk, what? Do you not have houses in which to eat and drink? How dare you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? They were getting there and eating the food that was been prepared to celebrate the communion and the Lord's Supper before the poor people showed up because they didn't want them to have any food. So there are some incorrect ways to participate in communion, but there are also some correct ways. And the Bible in so many places says that when we come to Jesus, we can confess our sins because He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today, in the next few moments, if you would, before we participate together, unified as one church body, and maybe you right there at home in your living room, could we all, including this preacher, just for a minute, submit ourselves to the Lord and ask Him to cleanse our hearts and our minds so that we can come before Him today and participate in this time of communion with a holy heart. Would you pray with me? Lord, we love You. I confess to You, Lord, that I am a sinner. And I am in need of the Savior that Vicki just sung about. Because I cannot be good enough myself, no matter how hard I try. My righteousness to You is as filthy rags. There is none of us righteous, no, not one. The only one who is righteous is you, Jesus. So I pray this morning for myself and for these friends, Lord, that you would cleanse our hearts today. Would you recalibrate our hearts and our minds and help us to set our minds on the things above, things that are pure and holy and trustworthy and noble and of good report. And to try to somehow, with all the chaos and distractions in the world, to focus our attention on You, the Savior of the world. In that while we were yet sinners, Lord Jesus, You died for us and You gave Your life for us. Thank You. Thank You. We participate today in this time of communion to be reminded about that huge sacrifice that You gave for us. And now, Lord, as we prepare our hearts to take part in this time of communion, I, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to examine our relationship with you. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here in this place or watching that doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus, that today they would realize the payment for their sin has been paid in full. 
There's not anything left. There's no debt left to be paid. You have paid a debt you did not owe. I owed a debt that I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Thank you for doing that for each one of us today. And we honor you. Now as we prepare to break this bread together, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue to prepare our hearts, just remain seated and lift up your voice and sing this beautiful song, Let Us Break Bread Together. As we prepare for this time to take the Lord's communion, I'm going to ask if you'll go ahead and, and start to peel back that, that top layer to get to your wafer. But in Luke's gospel, as you're doing that, Jesus had sent others to prepare for the Passover. And as they were there, reclining at the table he said these words he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me let's pray Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your ultimate sacrifice on the cross at Calvary. That you gave your life. And you spread out your arms for us. For our sin. To pay, as Jack said, the penalty of the debt that we owed. And you did it all out of love. So I pray that today, that as we continue this time of communion, that we will do this not only in remembrance of you, but also because of our love that we have for you. 
a love that you first showed to us. In your name we pray. Amen.
that gave me life. But in three days, he breathed again and rose to stand in my defense. So I Remain standing. <laughs> How can you sit down after hearing the lyrics of that? Before we take part in the cup, I want to give you an opportunity right there where you are to thank the Lord. Because see, the power of remembering the Lord's Supper wouldn't have any power at all if he was still in the grave. But he's alive. He's coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready? So would you take just a few minutes right there where you're standing and just, just thank God. Maybe just spend a few minutes, a couple minutes in prayer. Thank God for his goodness and his gift to you and to me. How can we say thank you, Lord, for all the good you've done for us? Think about that song, things so undeserved, but you gave your life for us. To God be the glory. Lord, as we are reminded today about that sacrifice that you gave and the fact that you were crucified and you died, but most importantly that you resurrected and you're alive today, thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat and if you want to go ahead and peel off the top, that next top layer for the cup. At that last supper that Heath was sharing with us from Luke's Gospel, after Jesus distributed the bread in the same way He took the cup, and after they had eaten the bread, he 
said to them, This cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Take, drink it all and do it and remember it to me. This morning, if you don't know the power of the blood of Jesus, if you're here in this place, I want to invite you in just a few minutes to grab one of us. We'll be gathered here around at the front at the end of the service. You may want to grab our hand and say, I need to know Jesus personally and have that personal relationship with Him. Or maybe you're watching there in your living room or you're at home. There will be a number on the screen that you can text in just a minute and somebody will reach out. They'd love to pray with you. But today in all the chaos and craziness of the world, the most important decision, the most important fact that you and I can know is that we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so today, if you don't know Him, I'm going to invite you in just a few minutes to come grab one of us by the hand. We would love to share what Jesus can do for you and what He desires to do for you in your heart and in your life. So if that's you today, I want to encourage you to hang around after the service ends and we'll have a time of prayer with you. What an incredible reminder today of God's goodness. Thank you so much, Connie and Vicki our worship team, for reminding us of God's goodness. He is a good God and He loves you today. Would you pray with me? Father, thank You for Your love for us and Your goodness. Thank You for this reminder we can have as we take part in communion today, celebrating who You are and what You've done in our lives, the ultimate payment for our sin. Thank You that You're not in that tomb, that You're alive. How do we know? Ask me how I know He lives. He lives within our hearts. He lives within our lives. So Jesus, would You... Live out your life through us this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We're going to have a, a closing prayer in just a minute and a, and a song. Because that's what they did after they had communion together. They wrapped up with a song. So we're going to do that in just a minute. But I just wanted to take just a moment and remind you about our new uh, temporary schedule. Keyword temporary. That starts next week. And uh, I know our staff has talked a lot about this and prayed a lot about it. Uh, I'll be honest with you, church family, we feel like every week is temporary over the last few months. <laughs> what are we going to do next week? Because things continue to change. But next week, October 16th, we will meet down here at 10 o'clock. And uh, we'll be joining together kind of in a large group time. Uh, I will share uh, briefly, I've said five minutes. You guys know my five minutes could be seven minutes, could be ten minutes. Could be 12 minutes, but I'm going to do my best because we want to encourage you to, uh, to finish the discussion, the same thing that we'll talk about in our large group time, to finish that discussion in our small group time. And this is just for the next four weeks. This is going to help us do a number of things. It's going to help us uh, hopefully engage in our smaller groups. Folks, it is, it is impossible as much as your staff loves you. For me to know, or Heath, or Joey, or Kayla, or any of us to know intimately what's happening in each of your lives. We want to, but there's just not enough hours in the day. And this will allow you in a small group community to share what you can't share here today. All of us don't have time to share what we need prayer for, how we can encourage one another. So that small group time will allow us to do that. It's also going to allow our younger families to hopefully get plugged back into uh, church. If you look around this morning, most of them are not here. Uh, and you may say, well, it's 9 o'clock worship. They, they get their kids out of the door earlier for school. 
they haven't had school the last few months. Just a reminder. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I remember having younger kids. And uh, thank the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. They're older now. But I remember that it wouldn't be a problem sometimes getting them to school during the week. But on Sunday when it was time to worship Jesus, it seems like all the demons of hell were at the front door preventing us from getting into the minivan to get to church. So we're going to bump it to 10, which will hopefully allow them uh, to get here. And also packing in a lot into about an hour and 15 minutes with our large group and Sunday school small group time. Uh, so that those who are working with our children and young people uh, won't be overburdened for two hours. Uh, many of them will be wearing masks to protect our young kids. So again, I just wanted to let you know about that. That's next Sunday. We will continue our live stream service. And in that service that will be seen on the live stream will be a full sermon. So if you're here on Sunday morning and you want to watch that later in the week, it'll be posted all week long. So uh, I'm not going to get out of my normal job. Uh, there'll be a full sermon online for you to watch. Um, but this is just the next four weeks, a time to really try to do what we say as a church is our priority. And what is that? Making disciples. Making disciples. And uh, as much as I love this time, especially today, wow, I love this time. It's virtually impossible to make disciples like this because you can't get to know each other and there's no friction on each other's lives to sharpen us and make us like Jesus wants. And so uh, just temporary schedule and uh, Lord willing, please pray, Lord willing, September the 13th. We will slide back into a new normal. And that's dependent upon the Lord's, what the Lord has in store for us. All right. So Joey, come lead us in a closing song. So good to see your faces this morning. And be safe. Uh, you probably have heard and are aware we do have a couple of folks in our church family who are fighting this virus. So it is real. So I want to encourage you to be safe. And as much as some of us may think certain restrictions are unnecessary... And as much as some of us may be watching think we need to stay in our houses till 2050, we're going to navigate all this together and we'll get through it, all right? Because the power of the blood of Jesus is going to be with us. Amen? Amen. So good to see you this morning. Let's stand and sing this wonderful chorus, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. Let's stand. dismissed today. Thank you for coming.